Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, buongiorno. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, and you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Maka? I'm pretty good. And um, look, I'm pretty good. However, um, look, I came in here earlier today uh-huh. before you came in, your jacket, had a quiet word to me and just said, <laughs> listen, I need to be dry cleaned. Do you think you so can you've, just... So you've got the smell of it. Yeah. Well, he, he said I he's I could just get away bit, with it. But... You know, he said he's been tucked away in the corner. He's been worn a few times. I don't no know what you do given. with my jacket that night, by the way. <laughs> you don't want to know, my friend. You don't want to know. But I am good. I am pumped for tonight's stage. I'm pumped to debrief and we got a really special guest which is absolutely fantastic well. we got a, a guest that has also uh, won a stage uh, in uh, the Giro but has done also so much more it's Simon Garance with us how are you Simon hey guys I'm good how are you yeah pretty we're good, good. Uh, so how, what what's your your memory when you think first of all of the Giro you've done so much more as I said but uh, when the Giro comes to mind you know we've got a little pinch in the heart when we think about the Giro, but what about yourself? Uh, well, I have a few different experiences from the Giro. Um, my first trip abroad uh, as a bike rider, I was I was living in Italy, um, and I remember watching the Giro come past the, the little town that I was living in. I think uh, that was back in, in 2000, so a pretty special year in the Giro. Um, and, yeah, so it's always had a, had a very special place in my heart, a race that I've always watched every year, and then, you know, later in my career had some had some good successes as well. Yeah, you did have some good successes, and uh, I was just chatting to you before we came on air. Oh nine, you won stage fourteen from a breakaway, and actually, I didn't. What I didn't remember, Simon, you actually also won your Vuelta stage in that same year. So you had a pretty good year that year. Yeah, I actually had a really good run through that stint. Um, I won. Uh, consecutively a stage in each each of the three Grand Tours that I started, starting with the um, the 2008 Tour de France. The next Grand Tour I lined up on was the in was the 2009 Giro where I won, and then later that year in the Vuelta España was in 2009 as well. So um, I had sort of pretty happy hunting ground there uh, for a little while in Grand Tours. And uh, I mean, you know, you were you were as we know you you went on to bigger and better things, but. At that period, that stage win in the Giro and then, of course, the Vuelta was pretty crucial period in your career because you were with Cervelo and at the end of the year, correct me if I'm wrong, they they folded, didn't they? So it wasn't a bad time to get some big wins on the board to get a decent contract for the following season. 
Yeah, no, not not exactly. So I was with the Cervelo test team in the inaugural year, so in 2009. I'd come across from, from Credit Agricole, which had folded uh, the year before, um, and it was an important point in my career. I was just sort of starting to break through and, and become really competitive in the Grand Tours and at, at the highest level. Um, so I had a couple of uh, a couple of really good wins in the 2009 season, like we mentioned, the Giro and the Vuelta, also won uh, Grand Prix Plouet in that year as well. Um, and then I actually broke my contract with the team and took off for, for Team Sky, who was starting up um, the very next year. Ah, got it, got it. You got lured by the big bucks. You, were, <laughs> you wanted to move to Monaco by the, by the Maserati. But actually, because you're the man for us to talk to today because you've been at Sky and you've been at what Bike Exchange is now or used to be Green Edge Orica. Uh, you can take us into two bubbles and what's happening with Yates and Bernal. Yeah, we're not getting him on for his results. Mate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're getting him on because he's a fly on the wall. So, no, but it, it's very true, actually, Simon. I'm sure because the teams have changed a lot, but there's still pretty similar management at both of those squads, obviously with Brailsford, Matt White as, as the director sportive at Green Edge. Yeah, that's right. And funnily enough, I was uh, my last year racing, I was teammates with uh, Caruso as well. So I have a bit of affiliation with, with each of the riders uh, that are sort of going for a podium at this stage. And, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty easy to say that um, both of those teams, both, both uh, Green Edge and uh, Ineos Grenadiers, formerly Team Sky, have evolved a lot since I was uh, within those teams. Um, the teams with, you know, when I was with them, they were very different objectives to what they have now. Um, and... You know, it's it's playing out to be such a such a great Giro. So it's great to see you know three really good bike riders so close at the top of the GC. Absolutely. Okay, let's go through uh, the stage yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you commentated that stage, uh, yeah. Maka. Like we said, you you are you are with us until the end of, of the Giro, and actually even more because the Dauphiné is uh, is coming straight on the back of the Giro yeah. Uh, yeah. stage last night. What did you make of it? Uh, you said yet he can. Yates, he did. Yates, he did. And and I also said, I think I said it on the pod and I certainly said it in the live commentary, he, he doesn't need to pull back. Well, he, ideally, he would have loved to pull back two minutes. But I said, even if he gets 30 seconds, it just puts the seed of doubt. It, it puts a little bit of psycho, psychological doubt into maybe Ineos, into Bernal. And it what it does do is give him a big confidence boost. And the cherry on the top, I think, Simon, and we'll obviously get your thoughts on this, winning the stage. Yeah. That's That's got to lift the whole team, lift his teammates who have worked tirelessly for him. So it's all, the pendulum is swinging in the right direction for Yates, I think. Absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Simon Yates straight after the win yesterday. Whatever happens in the next two days, you will not leave the Giro empty-handed. You must be satisfied. No, really happy. Uh, the team did a fantastic job today. Really controlled the start, worked a lot. And I managed to finish it off, so really happy. When you attacked with uh, 6.5k to go, was it uh, planned or was it because uh, Almeida was uh, starting to attack? Um, I saw the boys from uh, from Ineos. They were they were happy just to ride a tempo behind. Um, and I had a feeling that they would let me go today. Um, I read something about from Egan in the, on Twitter or whatever um, about how they would be more conservative and try to control rather than... Uh, tried to go with me so I had a feeling that they would let me go and uh, as soon as I attacked yeah I saw that was correct so uh, I just tried to ride full gas and that was it what's next Maria Rosa second place happy you still uh, 
Look, I, I tried to do my best today. Um, it was not the most difficult of stages. A very difficult final climb. And uh, tomorrow is very different. Uh, very hard stage. Um, back in the high altitude. Um, so we'll see what I can do, but uh, I'm just doing my best at the moment and uh, happy with the stage win. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy with a stage win here. Bouncing back on what you just said before, uh, Mike Aguero, uh, what, how much do you think that win yesterday in a stage is a psychological advantage on someone like Bernal, or are we just taking pure physical fight tonight on what is probably going to turn out to be the deciding stage of this Giro? Oh, I, I think having a psychological advantage at this stage of the race is a, is a huge, huge benefit. But I think what Yates' win yesterday will do, it'll give massive confidence, um, not so much him for himself, it's for his team around him. I could just imagine uh, sort of Matt White laying down the tactic at the start of that day and getting everybody really fired up and sort of telling them that Yates can still win this tour and, you know, if they commit to him, he can, he can win the stage as well. And he delivered. He backed that up. He, had a, he, he put in a really strong ride um, and had a convincing win and took a very important 30 seconds out of Bernal. But I think what he's playing in Bernal's favour is simply the strength of his team around him. Um, they just stuck with him. They sheltered him for as long as possible. And I think he was unisolated um, in the final two kilometres of the stage where he just rode his tempo. And he really succumbed a lot of time. Uh, to Yates in maybe the last 500 metres of the stage. But uh, up until that point, he looked like he was very much in control. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I will talk about Bernal in a sec because yeah. uh, there's also the, the Martinez effect. And uh, you want to talk yeah, about... Yeah, there's a little bit on Martinez. There's a bit yeah. of this. But uh, yeah. let's talk about... Uh, let, let's have actually uh, a listen to Matt White. Uh, he's fairly happy because... Uh, oh no, let's have a look. He's fairly happy. It was a very big uh, team effort to control the stage and to, to put Simon in a position where he could do his thing on the final climb. And... We've, the last couple of days, we've only been looking forward, uh, not backwards, and uh, if we want to go any higher on the general classification, which we do, we had to uh, try to put our rivals under pressure today, which uh, the boys did a good job by making the day as, as hard and solid all through the stage. And then Simon rode a very, very uh, aggressive final climb, uh, where he very well deserved win, and uh, put some more time into his rivals. What were you saying to Simon from the car in those last couple of kilometres in particular? Yeah, he just wanted time checks on, on, the, on the guys who, our, our key rivals, where Bernal was, where Caruso was, and if anyone was gaining back on him, that's all. And at the end of the day, he's taken 20 seconds out of Bernal. Yeah. What will you be telling your riders, and Simon in particular, tonight and thinking about tomorrow? Well, all we are doing is focusing on tomorrow. So obviously we're not going to tell our tactics, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're not done yet. That's for sure, and we, uh, if, we want to, if we want to take second place, we have to put Caruso under pressure uh, tomorrow. And it's going to be interesting. Always in the, uh, in the last couple of days of a Grand Tour, people have good days and bad days. And we're certainly on the up and up, and uh, we're going to continue with the ball rolling there. And I'm sure you're going to say that it's one day at a time, but if you can just jump ahead to the time trial, where would your money be if you're a betting man? Bernal against Yates? If I were at the same time, yeah. that would be a perfect world. Well. Let's let's, uh, let's we're going to make that happen first, haven't we? <laughs> Thanks a lot. There we go. We, um, yeah, no, I was just going to say he's not. Of course, he's not going to tell uh, <laughs> uh, the the reporter on the line. But we'll get Whitey on, and he'll offload everything to uh, us. Hopefully, we've we got, got us. <laughs> we got the intel. Uh, intel here as well with you, uh, Giro. What do you think the psychology is at the minute in the team, uh, specifically on this? time trial happening the day after as well. Uh, what's your reading on how much Simon needs to be ahead or behind Bernal to be safe or safer in a way in, in a time trial? 
Well, I think, uh, again, psychologically, it'll really depend on what happened in tonight's stage. If if Yates puts in another sort of convincing blow to, to Bernal, he's really going to be on the up and probably really confident going into the final time trial. Even if he was a little bit behind, he'd probably think he could get that time back again. But time trialling is a completely different beast after three weeks of racing in your legs. Um, and a track record of, of time trialling doesn't really count for much. It's really who's got the best legs on the day. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it, Simon? And Christoph and I were chatting before the show, and you were asking me, and on paper, on, on a, on a one-off TT or in the first week, I'd probably give Bernal a nod over Yates. But I said, in the third week, when if you're faltering, as maybe Bernal is, he has a, I think faltering is even maybe a bit mm-hmm. strong word at the moment, but if he does falter and Yates is on the up, he's going to carry that confidence, isn't he, in, into the TT? And I think... The last few years, he knows as a GC rider, he's been trying to work on that and improve his time trialling, hasn't he? Well, yeah, uh, Simon Yates is a very complete bike rider. He's a, he's a guy who's won uh, world titles on the track and he's won grand tours. We've seen him dominate, uh, well, as far as chasing stages at the Giro or, or trying to win the Giro years gone by. He won a bunch of stages. Um, so he is a very complete time, uh, bike rider um, and he's, he's incredibly capable of doing a good final time trial in this year's Giro too. Okay, let's listen to uh, the man in pink, uh, Egan Bernal, because, okay, he's, gained, uh, he's lost time on Simon Yates, but he gained time on Caruso. He increased so his he, advantage. He, he increased his yeah. advantage on the second. So he's actually very positive, and there's something we can talk about. Mm. Uh, we see all this with Yates claiming time, but he sees that he's actually gained time on Caruso. Let's listen to him. Again, uh, did today's stage unfold uh, exactly as you wanted and was your condition exactly what you wanted? Yes, uh, yes, I felt uh, actually really good. I think I did a really good numbers. Uh, I did a really good climb. Uh, I'm really happy with my climb. Uh, of course, uh, Jade's was was the best today. Uh, and chapeau for, for him, but uh, yeah, I'm really happy with my condition. And does it mean you are uh, optimistic about tomorrow, knowing that uh, it will be higher with more altitude, more climbing? Yeah, yeah, I hope uh, uh, to have the, the same legs than today. Uh, today felt uh, really good, and tom- tomorrow, uh, with the altitude, I, I hope to have uh, the same uh, feelings than today. and. And then just uh, try to manage the the gap I have uh, uh, with the two guys who are in the podium. So I I hope hopefully I, I will I will be in, in in pink also tomorrow. That gap two minutes twenty nine two minutes forty nine. You happy with that? Yeah yeah of course I'm 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 really happy. Uh, I think I I have uh, some as I said before some some time to play. So I just want to 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 have legs also. Uh, for the time trial and everything uh, should be okay if, if I'm feeling good. Gracias, Thank you. Now, Simon, he that first part of that interview, and I really want your take on this, I had good legs, I did good numbers, and I rode really strongly, but he actually lost time. Is, is there a little bit of sugarcoating there? Is he trying to sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors a bit, or do you think that we're, we're, we're scrutinising it too much? Uh, I think you're probably overanalyzing it a little bit, but um, yeah, listen, he's going to be very calculated and he has a very good team around him, not only within the Peloton, but obviously the support network as well. They have it in your Grenadiers. So they're going to be very, very much in tune to how he's going, how he's recovering every day. 
and probably gave him some kind of indication about how hard he should be pushing uh, in yesterday's stage as well. So it sounds like he, he really had a plan and, and he followed that exactly um, and, and they were pretty content with how he executed it too. Ooh, yeah. okay. That's that's interesting. That's not what I actually wanted to hear. I wanted you to tell me that, yeah, yeah, there's there's a massive uh, crevasse about to break open. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it makes sense because they were in total control. Absolutely. Um, uh, let's listen to the DS, Director Sportif of uh, the Ineos Grenadier, uh, Matteo Tosato, then we come back after that. Okay, so Matteo, your thoughts on uh, the way the stage ended today? Ah, uh, very nice stage, uh, harder in the last climb. I think uh, for us it's a good day. Uh, Egan is a very good performance. My all, all guys are very good. And uh, yes, uh, today a big victory. Uh, chapeau for yes, but I think uh, for us a good day. One day less for the final. And now focus for tomorrow. So the GC is now uh, Egan leading. We have Caruso at 2.29 and Simon Yates 20 seconds back on, uh, on Caruso. What will you be telling your guys tonight and how will you prepare for tomorrow's stage? I think okay, for, for us it's the best uh, is uh, for the same time, uh, the gap for tomorrow. They stay calm, recover very well after today and they focus for tomorrow because uh, uh, the guys is, is in very good shape all. He's tired normally, but uh, it's important to stay focused and uh, happy in the race and uh, tomorrow another big stage. I think is uh, ready for another big stage. And today we saw Egan in a very controlled way in the last two, three kilometers. He just held back. Was that all about conserving energy for tomorrow's stage? Yeah, uh, the last 5K today is very, very hard. I prefer to take the, the pace, uh, so to control the race. And uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow is another big day. It's important to save energy and they're ready, ready tomorrow for the last uh, big stage. Perfect. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. Here we go here for the uh, Ineos uh, Grenadier team. Uh, Simon, quick question about Caruso, because we are focusing a lot on Yates because of the, the origin of the team and Bernal because he's in pink, but uh, there's a man in between. And you said you know him relatively well. Uh, what is he thinking? How high can he go? Uh, what is his strategy right now to be the, the one that is not that, that's going to spoil the party for Bernal or for Yates? Yeah, I think uh, Caruso is probably going to do everything he can to hang on to his podium position. It looks like he's got a really strong finishing Simon Yates hot on his heels. Uh, I think he's only around 20 seconds behind him now on, on GC. Um, and, you know, Caruso, he's still there, but he's not looking like he's in any kind of position to take time back on either of those guys. Um, so I think he'll, he'll do everything he can to hang on to a, a podium finish uh, in Milan. Um, and that would be a fantastic result for him. He's generally a, a worker he, he's been um he's got some great results i think he was 11th in the tour de france in maybe 2017 um he's been a really consistent performer in the in the dolphinet over the years um so i'm really pleased to see him up right up at the pointy end of the race yeah it's a, it's it's actually amazing hasn't it how they've picked up the pieces as a team i mean you just and i know this is hindsight is a wonderful thing and he's not the only one but would have been nice to see Mika lander yeah in this in this mix right now, because on that team um, with Caruso, yeah, it, I think things would have been slightly different. Absolutely, and actually, uh, I think it's Cam Meyer that said this at the beginning, saying that going into the third week uh, in the interview you did, going into the third week, if 
Bahrain remains with at least Caruso and uh, and Landa, yeah. they're going to be the strongest AG, around. He right. said they will be the yeah. one to beat. Yeah. Sadly, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's look at what's happening tonight because there is a monstrous stage tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. and, and we have quite a good time in our hands. Uh, Maka, how do you read this profile? Uh, Easy-ish for what, 60, 80 kilometers, then bang. Yeah, it's 80 kilometers. Then they go into the first climb, the San Bernardino. Uh, climb 24 kilometers in length 24 at 5.9 percent so it's consistent most of the way up it's not super steep but it's certainly no uh, walk in the park then we go on to the second climb 8.7 kilometers at 7.3 percent and then this final climb again this is interesting it averages 7.6 but there's pinches of 16 13, 12, 10% because there's a flat section in the middle. So, yeah, it's it's a monster day. And, of course, we've all talked about, well, they've talked about the high altitude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Simon, how, how do you see, you know, where, we, where could that work more in favour for Bernal or for uh, Simon in this case? The fact that the last climb is very punchy, if the weather is okay, do you think Simon Yates can actually profit a bit more on that last climb? Well, he's going to have to go reasonably early to take back the what, two minutes forty nine that he needs to take to take the jersey off off Bernal's shoulders. And unfortunately, that last climb, as you said, there's some steep ramps in there, but you have that bit of respite with about two kilometers to go. So he's going to have to go in the early stages of that climb and really hope that Bernal is is isolated because if Bernal's got some teammates around him through that um, that flatter section and is able to deliver him to the final two kilometers of the climb um, in with with relatively good legs, I think um, it's going to be very difficult for for Yates to take a big chunk of time out of him. What Mitchelton or Bike Exchange have done um, numerous times in the past um, very well, they've managed to place riders in the breakaway, um, which will go in the, in the flatter section to the stage. So maybe they'll try and put some put some help already up the road to help uh, to help Simon Yates. So he's got some some teammates waiting for him uh, ahead of the peloton. Um, whereas I think uh, Bernal's guys, they'll just stick stick by him uh, for as long as possible and chaperone him as far into the stage as they possibly can. And and then so on that, we talk about this last climb, but do you, is there any chance, let's just say Bike Exchange get that perfect scenario, they get one guy in a breakaway up the road, five minutes, is there any chance Simon tries to go long range, say on the second climb? Because I think there's only 20 kilometres between those two mountains and most of it's downhill. So is there a chance he would do that or do you think he'll he'll put it all into the last climb? Well, I think an absolute perfect scenario for for Green Edge or Bike Exchange, I keep I lose track of what they're called, um, <laughs> would be for them to have a hard race with a rider up the road, and for Simon to be able to jump across to that rider up the up, up the road on the final climb of the stage to give him a bit of help on that flatter section of the final climb. If he can do that, get a little bit of rest there, um, so he can so he can hit that last two kilometres with those steep ramps in it with an advantage over Bernal, he would be looking really good. But they're, they're, they're racing against an extremely strong Ineos Grenadiers team. Um, and I don't think Bernal will be isolated um, at all before the final couple of Ks of the, of the, uh, of the last climb to the, to the finish line. So um, I think they're, they're going to have it up again. They're going to be up against it to, to take the time yeah. that he needs. Someone we haven't mentioned here is Almeida. 
What do you think of what can Almeida do today? Not that I want my uh, Portuguese start, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we got a little thing with Portuguese start here. But uh, uh, what can Almeida do? Can he be the one that is spoiling the party as well? Well, I think Almeida, what he can do is he can go for the stage win. Really, he's shown yesterday that he was he's he's one of the strongest guys uh, in the final week of the race. Um, he's far enough down on on GC that I think if 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 Yates and Bernal and Caruso are all looking at each other, he can take advantage of that and potentially jump away in the final. So um, I'm not sure where that would put him on on the general classification because I know it's it's really it's really close to number of spots in the top ten. Um, but I think he could definitely he could definitely target the stage win uh, tonight's stage. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Simon. And well, he's actually yeah, uh, I've just lost him on the GC. But uh, just I'm looking at the stage result. I want to get your thoughts on this. So we saw Martinez, he, he did an amazing job for Bernal on that final climb, and then he swung off and basically stopped. And the camera sort of then obviously disappeared, or he disappeared out of camera shot. It followed Bernal, obviously, and then kept flicking between Bernal, Caruso, and, of course, Yates going for the stage win. In the end, and Matt Keenan and I both noticed this when Martinez crossed the line, he came across riding pretty hard. He lost 20 seconds to Bernal. So he lost 20 seconds to Bernal as a super domestique. A little bit of self-preservation there for his own GC result. Would there be any talk in the team meeting saying, mate, remember you've got to empty the tank for, for Egan tonight? Yeah, I'm not. I, I did notice that as well, actually, and I was quite surprised to see him cross the finish line so close to Bernal. Um, so he obviously he obviously rode extremely hard, and whether he peeled off on a steeper section or he thought he couldn't go any further, um, rode easy for a period of time, and then kind of got a bit of a second wind and 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 tried to you know get just to the finish line as quick as possible. I'm not sure, but yeah, historically in in Team Sky, Ineos, Ineos Grenadiers, um, you see the riders there, the domestiques and their team. When they finish, they completely stop and they crawl to the finish line. So I was pretty surprised to see him come in only uh, yeah, a short period of time behind Bernal too. So I think he, he may get a bit of a rev up uh, leading into night stage saying that he's <laughs> got to do everything he can for Bernal. That is the only, only objective of the, of the stage. So in that question leads me to uh, what can we say about Ghana? Because Ghana has got this, you know, impact on the on the first part of the stage, uh, but he also has the TT in mind uh, tomorrow. Uh, what could be the impact of someone like like Ghana on, you know, for for Bernal? And can this really be a help today, or not really? Well, I think he's he would be a huge help to Bernal in in, in today's stage. Uh, I. Yesterday, from memory, I think Bernali had, uh, like you said, Martinez, he was his last guy, Catravejo before that. But I think Ghana might have been uh, the, the last ride before that. So he's climbing really well, um, particularly on this long 23-kilometre climb that's only around 5 5 or 6% average. He'll be there for all that. He's a guy that's, that's capable of getting up a big climb like that one and sitting up the front and really protecting Bernal. So he's going to be crucial uh, in, in today's stage. And I don't think he'll be sort of too focused on the on the last time trial um, until he literally pins a number on on, on Sunday morning. Yeah, you answered my next question, but I was going to ask you actually: Can he lift some in the tank because of the time trial, or is such uh, a powerful force of the time trial that he's so good at it, so confident in it that this you know this doesn't add up? He will empty the tank tomorrow for Bernal and then empty it as well in a, in a TT. Yeah, I can see him completely emptying the tank in this big mountain stage. And only when he's done his job, he'll probably think, 
okay, now I'm just going to ride to the finish as easy as I can, try and eat as much as I can, try and recover um, every way possible so he can sort of try and freshen up for the time trial. But when he's got a job to do, I think he'll be completely focused on, on the job at hand um, and the time trial will be completely out of his mind. What's your gut feeling, Simon? You've you've been here, and as we said, you've you've raced with Caruso, you've raced on both of those squads, Ineos and um, Bike Exchange, in their different incarnations. What's your gut say? Oh, what's my gut say? I think we're going to see uh, Simon Yates throw everything at it uh, and try and take some time out of Bernal. Um, I, I think he probably will take a little bit of time out of him again, but maybe only 30 seconds like we saw in yesterday's stage, and I don't think it'll be enough uh, to take the jersey off his shoulders, and I don't think it'll put him close enough to be able to take the jer jersey off his shoulders in the final time trial either. Okay. What about Caruso? Because you mentioned Yates, but uh, what about Caruso? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Caruso, you know, he, he, he obviously – Coming to this Giro probably as the you know as the backup plan to uh, to Lander. Uh, Lander is notoriously unreliable at, at getting to the end of Grand Tours, so it's good they did go in with a backup plan. Um, but I think he's he's in an opportunistic position um, and he's just hanging on at this stage. So uh, I, again, I think he'll probably succumb a little bit of time to to Yates, and and Yates will probably sneak past him on the GC either tonight or tomorrow. That's cool. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your, your insight. Uh, it doesn't help my tipping competition. Uh, no, it doesn't really help. No, mate, we're both <laughs> At least you've got stage wins. I haven't ever yeah, won stages. True, I've true, had a true. Yeah, but I'm still, I'm still last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Simon. And so everyone knows you will be commentating the world feed for the Tour de France. So you head off in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, that's right. Heading back over to Europe uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and I'll be lining up with the, the ASO commentary team. So um, on the road there at the Tour de France, and and calling the the world feed alongside Anthony Macrossan. So we go out to a huge number of English speaking channels. However, uh, you got you guys are taking care of the, the Australian audience, so nobody will hear us here in Australia. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you'll be fine. I'm his job, mate. So, you know, <laughs> I, I just pick up the scraps. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, uh, Gero. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the next couple of days. We'll do. Cheers, Thank mate. you. Thank you. He's a he's a legend. Yeah, he Absolutely. is a legend. He's um, look. He's so um, he's so um, feet on the ground for what he's achieved throughout his career yeah absolutely he really he really uh and you, you know you forget some of the races that he's won and like i said he won the, the giro stage same year he picked off a Volta stage win and that was yeah. really as his career was yeah. just sort of getting going absolutely okay the stage tonight is uh, on uh, sbs on demand of course but also on sbs uh, viceland sbs on demand is uh 10 past eight uh and 20 past nine on sbs viceland this is where you are at uh, oh, I can't wait. so yeah I hope they I hope they race full gas in that first 80k. <laughs> so by the time we come on here, they're close to that San Bernardino pass. But we know it's going to be a ripper. It's not one you want to miss. So make sure you get on it, peeps. Yeah, it's absolutely good. Hey, um, you got to thank your man in Sydney. Yes, Jamie. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know that man, that bloke who helps us out? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because we had a couple of issues with the video. So I just want to say big shout out to Jamie uh, from our team. It's an internal uh, shout out, but he actually made those videos happen today because we had a technical problem here in Melbourne. Yeah. So thank you, Jamie. You made that happen. Thank uh, you, there's Jamie. also another shout out actually that we'd like to do. Uh, it's uh, You can actually order or pre-order your... pink jacket. The pink oh. jacket? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a private to mine. Uh, but uh, Ride Media, again, the, this year I've got the uh the the special guide uh, no, for the Tour stuff. de France uh, with the map. I've been told there's a map inside. The maps uh, are good. 
Yes. Print them up. Love the magazine it. is yeah. good as well. So yeah, you yeah. can actually pre-order on their website, radmedia.com.au. Uh, another packed up show. This is Another packed up show, and yeah. just to any finish, other news, yeah. Well, look, we've got to stick. We've, we've got to finish off, and just a quick wrap up of the Turingen ladies tour. Yep. Tiff Cromwell, she's not letting me down, not letting any of us down. She's another top ten on the stage. Uphill sprint finish. She's in seventh overall with two days to go. Neve Bradbury, the young Australian who won the Zwift yes, Academy yeah, contract, yeah. she's going great guns as well. I raced with her father, in fact, so yeah. it makes you feel very old. She was 25th on the stage, so she's doing a great job as well as, as her first year in Europe. So well done to the Aussies over there. And actually, you, you mentioned this, but there's a couple of people commentating on, on our feed. I, I couldn't uh, look at it, but uh, uh, Tony McLean said, I rode with Maka before he was famous, uh, before he went to Europe. That was mate, a long I, time ago. Mate, <laughs> I've never been famous, so sorry to let you down, Tony. <laughs> but, I know Tony well, and he's a... He's a um, but there's also viewer. Paul. Thank you. Paul, uh, Paul Rosham that says, uh, yeah, I got to ride with Maka in Gero this year at the charity ride. Fabulous. Paul's, was, a, Paul's a big part of yeah. the Chain Reaction Charity Foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, have them so board. it's good that you brought your audience with you. So no, no, I did. I said, listen, we're going to get the ratings up. We're going to get the numbers up. Where are my friends? Where are my friends? <laughs> no I'm friends, it, mate. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you uh, for being with us. And then, uh, yeah, big stage tonight. How do you feel about it? When we oh, ask Gero the gut feeling, well, look, what's your gut feeling? Ah, uh, look. No, my gut feeling is what Gero says. That's my gut feeling. But I love to dream. I always love to dream a little bit and I love to see something amazing. And I want to see, I don't want to, I don't really want to see Bernal capitulate. Yeah. I, I think he's a fantastic human being and a, he's obviously a fantastic But we want to see cyclist. a fight. We want to see a fight. I want to see a battle royale yeah. and I want to see drama because drama makes fantastic TV, especially in sport. So basically, you want Yates to climb up. I want him to take two minutes, two minutes, 30 40, seconds, or 30 <laughs> seconds, and then everything is in the time trial anyway. Yeah. That would be cool. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Next appointment with us, it's of course tomorrow, 4 p.m. live on these platforms. Until then, bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.